This teaching by Andrew is titled, Faith Equals Righteousness. We pray that the Word of God will come alive in your heart as you listen. You know, over in Psalms chapter 36 and verse 1, it says, The transgression of the wicked saith within my heart that there is no fear of God before them. It says in my heart. It may not say in their heart. They may not think this way, but for anybody who knows the Lord and has the revelation and the truths of God's Word, established in their heart, people who go out and do evil, it just is a testimony to what was in their heart. In the first place, there wasn't any fear of God. And this is what the, all of these things that are listed, it says it happens because there is no fear of God. What is the fear of God? Proverbs chapter 8, verse 13. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogancy in the forward way, which is talking about the lying tongue. And every evil way do I hate. Did you know a person who doesn't hate evil? A person who embraces evil. A person who has a parade and brags about their evil. They don't fear God. Because they don't hate evil. You'll have Christians that have taken things and, and they've turned it to where we're supposed to love our neighbor. And that's true. True, but if you take that scripture, that is a quotation from Leviticus. Leviticus. Chapter 19. Let me turn over and just read this to you. Leviticus chapter 19. And verse 18 is where it says, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. That's Leviticus 19 18. Thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. Jesus quoted this, and it is true that we are supposed to love our neighbor as ourselves. But people have taken that out of context and just said, well, you're supposed to love. Don't judge anybody. You need to be tolerant. You need to accept everybody's lifestyle. 
You need to recognize that people are different. And, and, all, and they call that love. Let's put it back in its context. Look at the verse right in front of this, verse 17. Leviticus 19:17 Thou shalt not hate thy nate, thy brother in thy heart thou shalt in any wise rebuke thy neighbor and not suffer sin upon him and then in verse 18, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. In context, loving a person is telling a person the truth. And not allowing them to get into sin. And yet we've had people today say, well, you aren't loving people if you sit there and reject homosexuality. Reject adultery, reject murder. You aren't loving this person. Yes, I am. I'm telling them that that not only destroys them, but it destroys another life. And you need to tell a person the truth. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15, it says we are supposed to speak the truth in love and grow up in Him unto all maturity and things. You have to speak the truth in love. It's not love and it's not truth. It's the truth in love. Truth without love becomes a club that just condemns and beats people. But love without the truth becomes a perversion that is just tolerant and allows people to, to be destroyed by things. Because you say that you're walking in love. The truth is you just love yourself. Too much to stand up and suffer the potential criticism that might come with it. So anyway, Romans chapter 3, after he had made a bold proclamation, and in Romans 1.16, about it's the goodness of God. It's the nearly too good to be true news that God loves us. In spite of what we've done, 
THAT THAT'S WHAT RELEASES THE POWER OF GOD IN YOUR LIFE. THEN HE SPENDS THREE CHAPTERS. ECHONO CHECHISMULULA AMANYI GAKATONDA MBULA MUBO KATI ADZAKE SULENDARA SATU. SAYING THAT MAN, THE uh, ALL OF US ARE CONDEMNED BEFORE GOD. NGEIRA AKULA GANTI FENNA GUTU SINGA MASO GAKATONDA. Nobody can approach God based on their own goodness. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. So in verse 19, again, I want to get on into uh, following the sequence of what Paul is saying. But these verses right here in Romans chapter 3, verses 19 through the end of the chapter, they have become so prominent in my life. They are things that God has taught me from, from these that I just can't pass over them. I've got to at least emphasize this to a degree. In verse 19, it says, Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. You know, this is going to be one of the things that through the rest of the book of Romans, you've got to understand. Or you will misunderstand what Paul is saying. And that is that the law was never given to produce salvation in your life. The law was not given to diminish sin in your life. The law wasn't given to set you free from sin. The law was given, as it says right here, that every mouth may be stopped. And all the world may become guilty before God. In other words, people were making excuses for their sins and saying, but you don't understand, I was raised in a dysfunctional home. I was abused when I was a child. And they make all of these kind of excuses to basically say the reason I sinned is because of what was done to me. The law doesn't do that. The law stops that. The law stops all of your excuses. It stops your mouth from giving some kind of a justification of why you're living the way that you live. 
THE LAW AMPLIFIED YOUR SIN AND MADE YOU ACCOUNTABLE REGARDLESS OF WHAT ANYBODY ELSE DID. ETEKA CHILIKOLA LIZI MBULU KUSE CHIVICHO NELIKUFULA AVUNANYIZIWA KWEJO CHONA CHONA CHOYITAMU SIFAYO KUCHINDU CHONA CHIVAKUKOLA. AND I KNOW THAT MAN, THIS IS NOT POPULAR, THIS IS NOT WHAT'S BEING SAID IN OUR WORLD TODAY. MANYIDE DARANTI CHINO TECHISA NYUSA ERAWATISCHE CHINDU CHOKUSANGA MUNSI YAFENGA BACHOGIRA. But this is what the Bible is saying. The law stops your mouth from making excuses. And it, and it makes you guilty before God. That was the purpose of the law. The law wasn't, set, wasn't to set you free from guilt and condemnation. The law was given to bring guilt and condemnation to you. Matter of fact, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, and I believe it's verse 10, says the Ministration of condemnation, if that was glorious, how much more does the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory? And if you read it in its context, it's talking about the law. Matter of fact, I think it's Romans, I mean, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 7, that talked about the commandments written and engraving in stones. It was talking about the Ten Commandments. The law, it was given to make you guilty. Before God. If you're feeling guilt ridden, if you just feel like, how could God love me? How could, do any, how could He do anything with me? You are living under the law. Grace sets you free from guilt and condemnation. Again, Romans chapter 8. Paul said, There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. If you were operating under the gospel, you would be totally free of guilt. And condemnation. If you are feeling guilty and condemned over the things that you've done, you are under the law. That's what this is saying, that the law stopped your mouth, took away all of your excuses, and it made you guilty before God. 
Irani likufuro kubangu kusinga maso gakatonda. In verse 20, Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. Muluwabili agamanti kubango rwebi korabi ya mateka alino mubili yena tali webabu tukirivumu masoge kubanga mateka gegama nyisechibi. The law only focuses your attention upon sin. Walabanti amateka chegakula kwekulabanga amasogo gagatunulize chibicho. Upon yourself. If you are a self-conscious person, amateka gakuletiro kwetunulira gwera singa yegwe muntu abera wonga bulikasera weteka kesira. If you are constantly focused on all of the things that you have to do, eraka bulikasera wobanga esira oliteka ku bintu byonna byonna byoyinokola in order to succeed. Okulabanga kati otukirira. You're living under the law. Kankubulire gwe obobira olwansi wa mateka. When you are under the gospel, it will focus your attention on what Jesus has done for you. Wobanga oli wansi wanjiri kitegeza. Nti ogenda bulikasere siruliteka kwecho Kristu che yakolira. And you will have actions but they will be the byproduct. Eroja kubanguli nebikola nebikola bigena kuba bizali dwa buzali bwa. It'll be like the caboose on the train that just follows along because of all of the great things that God has done. Therefore, I'm going to read the Bible. Eroja kubange chana echa echisikiwa traini na yenga ati traini gwe mutwe wote wajoku gamanti nsoma baibuli. Not in order to get God to bless me. Nye baibuli sujisomanti katona mleti lukubanga mpo mukisa. But because God has already blessed me and I want to read the Bible and find out what all of these things are. I'm doing it out of joy, not out of debt, not out of obligation. The law will actually depress you, it will make it will cause guilt, is what it says in verse 19. It'll focus your attention on sins, what it says in verse 21, or verse 20. Verse 21 says, But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Notice it says the righteousness of God, not your righteousness. See, most people are going about to establish their own righteousness. You know, I'll get to this eventually, but let me just flip over and read this. Paul said in Romans chapter 10, verse 1, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Agamanti, abo luganda chenja gala mutima guange era chensaba katonda kuruwa mweche chino. 
balokoke kubanga mbategeza ngabalina okunyikirira katonda na ye simu kutegera kubanga bwe batamanya butukirivu bwa katonda era bwe bagezaako okutereezo butukirivu bwaabwe bobe nyini tebagondera butukirivu bwa katonda kakubanga katonda yinkomerero ya mateka olwokuwesa obutukirivu buli akiriza man those are radical statements they being ignorant of God's righteousness, a righteousness that comes by faith. They're ignorant of faith righteousness. They're going about to establish self-righteousness. And they have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. You can't be self-righteous and faith righteous at the same time. Your faith has to be in what God did for you. And this is what it's saying in Romans chapter 3. That the righteousness of God, not your righteousness, but the righteousness of God is manifest being witnessed by the law and the prophets. In other words, the Old Testament prophesied that all of this is coming. It's not like God gave the law and that didn't work, so he decided he'd try something new and he gave the gospel in the New Testament. Relationship with God. No, the law was a temporary measure, Galatians chapter 3. The law was like a schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, but once we're under Christ, we aren't under this Old Testament law anymore. The Old Testament law prophesied about the New Testament grace. And prophesied the end of itself. And those are radical statements, but this is what it's saying right here. The righteousness of God, which is by faith, the righteousness of God. Not your righteousness, but the righteousness of God. You know, I've been into many churches and they typically take the preacher into a back room and they pray. Before, you know, you go out for the service and stuff. And I've been in many churches where they just pray, No, God, make me righteous. 
nga tonna agenda kuchituti kubuli nange mbadde ko makanisa nga bakusoka ne banteke bwe emabega ne basaba anti mukama mufulu mutukirivu oh god make me righteous nti mukama mukama mfulu mutukirivu and i don't say anything because it's just they wouldn't even understand what I was talking about but I want to say you ought to get born again when you get born again you become the righteousness of God Ephesians chapter 4 verse 24 says put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. You aren't becoming righteous. You aren't striving for righteousness. You don't pray. And ask God to make you righteous. You receive salvation and instantly your spirit is created righteous and truly holy. Boy, what I've said right there is profound and the vast majority of people do not understand or agree with what I'm saying. If that is a revelation to you if, you, if you, if that doesn't bless you, you need to get my teaching on spirit, soul, and body. I've got that in book form, CD, DVD. And all kinds of ways, but you need to get that and understand it's when you get born again. You become a new person in your spirit and you are created righteous. And truly holy, implying that there is false holiness. You know what false holiness is? It's all of your things that you do. Now you need two types of righteousness. We talked about that in Romans chapter 10. He says they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness which is of God by faith. There are two types of righteousness. The only one that does any good in your relationship with God is the righteousness of Jesus that is given to you as a free gift at salvation. And that, that faith righteousness is the only righteousness that counts between you and God. 
ngobutu kilivobo obo kukiriza buwebutu kilivobo ka obukola makulu mungkola gana yone katonda you need to maintain a self-righteousness to stay out of trouble and to get along with people oteke dua okwano obutu kilivu obubo obwebi korwa ngobubu kuyamba okuba mungkola gana enunji na abalala but when it comes to relating to God it's only the righteousness of God that counts and so that's what this is saying in verse 22. What we've received is even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. You know, we often take this 23rd verse out of context, and I even do this and make a point of saying that there is none righteous, no, not one. And that is a true statement. But in its context, what he's saying is that it's the righteousness of God that makes us in right standing with him. You can't be you know, accepted by God based on your good works. It's impossible because all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God and in the same way that all of us have become sinners we have all been made righteous through what Jesus has done the only qualification on that Ephesians 2.8 says you have to receive grace by faith you're saved by grace through faith God's grace has appeared unto all men. Titus chapter 2 verse 11. God's grace is the same for every person that's ever lived. Hitler had just as much grace bestowed towards him for salvation as you and I have. But as far as we know, Hitler never received that salvation. He rejected it. And it didn't profit him because it wasn't mixed with faith. We have to have it mixed with faith. 
Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2 says, The word preached unto them did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. You have to put faith in God's grace, but by grace, God has dealt with every single person's sins. We have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And likewise, we have all been justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. As long as you put faith in that, you do have to believe in order to receive. If you doubt, you'll do without. In verse 25, it says, Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation, and the word propitiation here means atoning sacrifice. God set Jesus forth to be an atoning sacrifice. Through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. And then in verse 26, to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness. The emphasis is that it is not your righteousness. It's not your good works that make you in right standing, righteous with God. It's Jesus' good works. You have Jesus his, all of his good works imputed unto you. Man, there's just so many scriptures. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Galatians chapter 3, there's many scriptures that make this same point. And yet the average religious person today has missed this and they think that somehow or another they become in right standing with God through all of the things that they do. No, you cannot ever ever be accepted with God on the basis of your goodness. Your goodness might be better than my goodness, but who wants to be the best sinner that was ever sent to hell? 
obulunju busobola kubanga businga obwange nayo wange ani ali ayagaddeko kuba omwono nyasingo kugenda mugeyena none of us deserve the goodness of god telikufefina agwana bulunji bwakatonda it's his righteousness it's what jesus did for us chivala bandi jesigamwa kubulunji bwe biye kubutukirivuwe jesigamwa kwecho christo yakola and all i have to do to receive it is to just believe inanza katcheni nokukola chokka okubanga kino nchifuna kwekukiriza and accept the goodness the grace this nearly too good to be true news about how everything that God is and everything that God has is available to me on an unearned undeserved basis just simply by faith and when i do that then his righteousness gets imputed unto me katinga singa malecho nenchikola kadecho chitegeza anti obutukirivuwe ye butekebwa konze man that is powerful kakubulirecho chamanyi this right here says that god put jesus as a sacrifice a propitiation atoning sacrifice through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God to declare I say at this time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of him which believe believeth in Jesus. Nti okulago butukirivuwe mu biro bino aliyokabero mutukirivu eranga awo butukirivu buli akiriza Yesu. Where is boasting then? Kalo kwenyumiriza kuliruyiwa. If you understand what we're talking about and it's not your good work. Singomala notegera chetuogerako nti si bikolwa byo birunji. So all you do is just receive what Jesus has already done. Echintu chokka cho inokola gokwe kufuna echo Kristo yamale dokola. And the thing that makes you righteous in the sight of God is what Jesus did not what you do. Ngere chintu chokka echikufula atukiride masoga katonda if you understand this it takes away boasting that's what he's saying where is boasting then it is excluded by what law of works nay but by the law of faith you can tell if a person is operating in grace or if they're working in law osobola okumanya omuntu akolera wansuwechisa oba olwamateeka and works oba ebikolwa because if they are under a law performance based mentality kubanga yabanga bo bakolera wansi wamateeka ngira bayine yindogoza then when things go good they will take credit for it ebintu biba bibatambulira bulunji bajja kuchenyumirizam again first Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7 says what do you have that you didn't receive and if you've received it 
nyamusamvu agamanti chichi cholina ngate chakuwebwa era wobanga chakuwebwa then why are you boasting as if you didn't receive it as if somehow or another you earned this chichi echiku letero kwenyumiriza nayenga ate mungeri mubendala chino chakuwebwa as it was some great merit or, or ability of your own sote wachikolera bukolezi mbulobu sobozibo oba amanyugo now the the boasting is excluded once you understand grace. Okwenyumiriza kugwawo gosingo manano tegerekisa. Did you know that these verses right here? Ochimanyiti byawandikwa bino wano. Cause the reformation in the 1500s. Bye byaletera enchuka chuka mu myake yeje 15. Martin Luther was a priest. Kubango omusajjo yo Martin Luther yali musajja mubulizi. In the Catholic Church, he was seeking God and he was trying to perform and do all of these things. And he was actually in the Vatican climbing up steps on his knees. Going through all of these rituals and just feeling like this can't be it. It's got to be more than... Then this, and the Lord reminded him of these scriptures that it's his righteousness. That boasting is excluded when you understand grace. And then verse 28 says, Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Without having to climb up the steps on your knees and say all of these Hail Marys and Our Fathers and stuff. And Martin Luther had the Lord remind him of these scriptures. He had been studying them. He got a revelation. He went back and wrote his thesis, nailed them to the church door. And started the Protestant Reformation. That has literally changed the world. And you know what? These verses are what did it. Man, this is so powerful. This has literally changed the world. This is awesome. And I know that God has had you tune into this program. Because you likewise need a revelation. Of the true gospel. That it's not based on your goodness. 
It's not, you don't have to earn the things of God. This isn't to say that you don't do what's right, but you do what's right because first of all, you love God and you want to do what's right. But secondly, you do it to stop Satan from gaining inroad into your life. But you do not have to live up to a standard to please God. Jesus did that for you. And he offers right standing, righteousness. With God. His righteousness to you as a gift. You receive the gift of righteousness is what it goes on to say in Romans chapter 5. We will be getting to those verses pretty soon. So in verse 29, it says, Is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. Seeing it is one God which shall justify the circumcision by faith and the uncircumcision through faith. Do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid, yea, we establish the law. The grace of God doesn't do away with the law. It establishes the law. But the law was never given to give you salvation. It was given to show you your need for salvation. And then in chapter 4, Paul begins to use two examples, two of the greatest examples. In the Old Testament, he uses Abraham and David. Two of the patriarchs, two of the people that were referred to so often, and he shows that they were justified in the sight of God, not by their performance. But rather by faith in the Lord and in His promises. You know, once you understand this and see it, you look back and see things completely differently. When you look back through grace, you recognize that Abraham didn't get what he deserved. Abraham got what he deserved. Abraham would have been judged and rejected by God. Abraham would have been judged and rejected by God. 
It was because of Abraham's faith, and this is the point that he's making. Wabula Yibulaimu Yobutukivu Yawe Sigamia Kukukiriza Katronoch and Songa Jagazako Kujewano. So in verse one he says, What shall we say then that Abraham our father as pertaining to the flesh hath found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. Cheyalaba mumubiri. Kubanga yibulaimu singa ya webo butukilivu orwebi korwa singa alina okwenyu miliza. Na ye talina, talina mumasu gakatonda. In other words, he's been making this point that it is not our performance, it's not our works. Mumufunza ageza ko simba wano ensonganti teches gama kubikorwa bia fe oba kubutukilivu wa fe. That makes God accept us. Ntibiebile tila katondo kubanga atukiliza. So what did Abraham do? Was it Abraham's works that made him accepted in the sight of God? No. He says he might have had reason to glory compared to other people. But compared to God, nobody gets anything from God based on your own goodness. It's because of what Jesus has done for us. And then he quotes scripture in verse 3. He says, For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. This is a quotation from Genesis chapter 15. Let me just turn over and read this to you. And this is where Abraham had this encounter with the Lord. The Lord had already spoken to him and told him he was going to give him a land. But he didn't know what land it was. And he went out and he began to wander through what's now called the promised land or the land of Israel. Webalekulisa Zero bidi zero zero satu satu zero 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 zero. Ngambie, it is zero bidi zero zero satu satu zero 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 zero. Oba, zero musanvu musanvu munana, atano mutano, nkaga mutano. Nsamvu. Ngambie, zero musamvu musamvu munana, atano mutano, nkaga mutano, nsamvu. Kuro kwa gala kwa katondo kutaliko komojoli, tuogiro mkisa kwa katonda, Tuogere nkula akulana, ila tuogere okonye zewa, mulinyari ya mkama fe yesu, uwele duanyo omkisa.